Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Big Five with D-Ray. We're here with the disfrontal Philly fan. I got a feeling this is going to turn into one of my favorite segments. I'm sorry to be selfish with it, but I just feel like this guy is so passionate about Philly sports and the current condition of a lot of them versus, let's say, the condition about 10 years ago. So, Mr. Fan, um, off camera we were talking about Temple basketball. You know what it used to be versus what it is now and you have some close ties to temple can you please just elaborate uh once again on your feelings for temple's position in the big five and what the big five has become over these last 10 years absolutely and uh thanks for having me again on the show daryl really do appreciate being here uh yeah talking about temple i mean it's just the, the, the big five in general has been clearly dominated by villanova uh, in the past few years where it's not even close. And as a Temple fan, it's embarrassing. It's demoralizing. It's defeating to know that one team is just light years ahead of your team. And watching them recruit kids that are local kids that could be very successful at Temple, it's just it, it just breaks your heart to see every one of these kids going to Nova that are local kids. You know, you got – um, you got yourself who went to Lower Marion. Mm-hmm. You got Ryan who went to Nishamini. You got Eric Dixon who went to Abington. You got Mikhail who went to Great Valley. Um, and you're seeing all these players come through the Villanova system, these local kids that could have gone to Temple if we pursued them uh, or, and just jump over to Villanova and become very successful, not only college athletes, but turning into professional athletes. So – where do you think Temple is going now? Because obviously Fran Dunphy recently departed from the program. Um, a lot of shifts in the Big Five, but like I said, you have close ties to Temple. So where do you think Temple is going now under the uh, the coaching of Aaron McKee? You know, I definitely think it was a great move. Uh, it was it was time for Fran to go. I think you know a lot of that. A lot of the past couple of years has been due to his lack of leadership um, and overall just. It's the recruiting. I mean, I just – you just see the recruiting side of things, and it's – you know, I think the change over to Aaron was great. It's He's younger. He brings fresh ideas, obviously. I actually grew up watching him in college play with Eddie Jones back when John Chaney was coach. My brother was in the band when they lost in the Elite Eight to uh, the Fab Five and the Michigan Wolverines. So, I, you know – that that that's back you know back a little bit of ways but re, you know I think it's great to have someone new on there who will hopefully you know recruit more of these local kids you got kids going to Maryland I mean you got the kid from Emotep going to Maryland I mean why is Temple not recruiting these top kids that are right in our backyard I mean come on it's it, it it's it's it just blows the mind I mean who's you know who's running the ship who's steering the ship over there you got Villanova which has become just a factory for producing three, four-year athletes that go on to be very, you know, go on to be professionals. They great, and then you know you have us, and we're we're just not even making the NCAA. We're not even making the tournament. I mean, they're in they're in the AAC. We're in the AAC. 
We're you know Nova's in the Big East, and we're just you know we're just not there yet. And hopefully we can bring in some kids that'll help restore Temple to what it was, what it should be, and what it needs to be. And we can begin to play on the level, hopefully one day, that Villanova's at, where they're every year competing for championships, wondering where they're going to be seated in the tournament. I mean, we're sitting here not even sure if we're making the tournament. They're sitting there wondering if they're going to be a one or a two seed or a three. You know, it's just – it's a different level right now, and we're not there. So you spoke on the the Cheney days uh, at Temple. What is the biggest difference you've seen between – these you know today's temple basketball and where it is right now like you said sometimes you know having some difficulty making the uh the tournament and i I do think they've been trying but it's just where do you think they fall short versus under that coaching staff that that john cheney had what do you think the biggest difference between then and now is well you know coach cheney was a great coach uh he was there for many years he led the team to some of its most successful uh runs in the tournament he had that, you know, obviously the infamous incident with John Calipari. Um, but, you know, Coach Cheney was, you know, was a very – he was the life and soul of that program. And, again, you know, at some point of every coach's career, you know, things – the players may not, you know, listen as much as they did in, in years past. Maybe you're not going with it the way you are. At some point, you know, there needs to be changes made. And he reached the end of his long and glorious – coaching tenure at Temple and I felt it was you know I think it was great that we again made a change so you know it's just the quality of basketball the level of players that they're bringing in for years just hasn't been there and it's just it's 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 really something that has to be done to get kids these top kids to say I want to go play at Temple and play Temple basketball hopefully Aaron can uh you know achieve that goal um, it's just, you know, for, but to, to go back to what you were saying with, with John and how they coached then versus now, it was just a different style of Temple basketball. I mean, Temple basketball was physical. Temple basketball was gritty. There were the games with UMass, Eddie Jones. I mean, it was just a different type of game that they played versus how they play now. And, uh, you know, I have all the support for the team and I want to see them be successful and, you know, I think that they definitely can achieve a lot more than they have been uh, over the past few years. All right, so we'll stick with Temple just 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 for one more topic. Along with Temple having a new coach and everything kind of changing over there, the same thing happened at St. Joe's with Phil Martelli leaving, which is another guy who the way you spoke about Cheney kind of embodying a lot of what that uh, program was a lot. I feel like Phil Martelli was that for St. Joe's in so many ways. But now Billy Lang is the coach over there. What do you think this does for that Temple-St. Joe's rivalry? I think it's really going to ignite things. I mean, with Coach Lang there, he's uh, one of the one of the one of the best. I know he's going to really you know turn that program around. Same thing with Phil. Uh, you know, I mean, last time they were very successful was with Jameer Nelson back in what was that oh three oh four something somewhere around then. And I mean. We're in 20, almost in 2020, Daryl, and you can't live off these things that happened 15, 20 years ago. I mean, 
talk, you know, take it over to the NFL. The Dallas Cowboy fans always talking about their championships from the early '90s. That was we're going on almost 30, 25 years now. You can't, you know, what have you, you know, sports is a what have you done for me recently type of business. You win a championship, yeah, you're going to have a lot of leeway. But at some point, even look at the New York Giants right now with Eli Manning. I mean, yeah. won two Super Bowls, and now they're saying years and years. You know that that was a little bit ago. What has he done now? Now it's now it's you know he's when are we getting rid of him? When is when is he going to retire? So, you know I think the rivalry between Temple and St. Joe's is going to really hopefully amp up. Uh, hopefully both teams when they're playing at top levels will give top performances, and it'll be a great game. And you know again we just have to try to do anything we can to get up to where Nova's at because they are just the cream of the crop right now in all of college basketball, not just the Big Five. All of college basketball, they are just, you know, it's just unbelievable. And now they're getting better, you know, five-star kids. They have that luxury. I mean, they're bringing in kids. You know, they brought in Jalen's from Chicago. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're bringing in uh, – who's coming in this year? Eric's from Abington. Four. Now that, you know, they did lose they did lose some players mm-hmm. um, to both graduation and transfers. But, you know, again, they're just – they just replace them. And at Temple, we're, you know, we're not there yet, so – Okay, so let's switch gears a bit. The team that beat the Sixers to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals now is looking like they're about to capture a championship over the Golden State Warriors of all people, Toronto Raptors. What do you think Philly's going to have to do um, over this offseason? And obviously once trades really start to heat up, what do you think the uh, Sixers' moves are going to have to be made for them to pretty much make sure they don't end up in the position that Toronto has been in for so many years, which is making it close, making it close, making it close, and you keep falling short. What moves do you think um, the Sixers are going to have to make to ensure that they're either in the Eastern Conference Finals next year or the Finals and really have a a, a chance to win it? Wow, great question. Um, You know, they definitely have to, I think, bring the team, bring as much of that team back as possible. You spent a lot – you spent an exorbitant amount to bring in Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. And without re-signing either one of them, I mean, you basically got them as a rental for a season to get knocked out in the second round. So you're almost forced to re-sign these guys because you didn't give up all that just to let them walk in free agency. You want to try to bring J.J. back if you can fit him in. Uh, you know, definitely would love to have him back. I mean, you, you, really, you, you have to bring the whole team back. I, you can't let any of these guys go because you put it together midseason and you didn't just put it together for this year. The th- I mean, the thought process had to have been, this is not only for this season, but this is going to be for seasons going on, few, going on longer. So, you know, I mean, can they bring in some players, some other players to, you know, be complimentary role pieces? Yes, but overall for the entire – the main parts of the franchise, you, you got to have Jimmy back. You got to have Tobias back. Yeah. You know, I don't think Tobias is a max player, but, you know, the market, you know, you can't, you have to give him a max because he'll get it somewhere else. I mean, Jimmy is a max player. That's without question to me. I think Tobias is not, but if that's what the market dictates and he's got other teams willing to offer that, you have to because you gave up so much to get him. So let's, let's say we have a, a scenario where, um, you have to choose between Jimmy or Tobias staying. Which one are you choosing and why? Oh, I'm choosing Jimmy all day. Jimmy is a Jimmy to me is the, is the epitome of a Philadelphia basketball player. He's gritty. He wants the ball in crunch time. He 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 admits to what's going on. He he wants to win. That passion to win is there. You know, 
certain Philadelphia players. I don't think Philadelphia gets certain types of players like Ben Simmons, like Donovan McNabb. Certain players, their personalities just don't mesh well with Philadelphia's personality. The, you know, most of the Philadelphia fans, they, they don't understand. They want their athletes to live and die by this game like we do as fans. They want you to go out there, play hurt, give it all, give 110%. I mean, that's why everybody loves, you know, regardless of what you think, Philadelphia loved Terrell Owens. Yeah. <laughs> My man went out there with a broken leg in the Super Bowl and damn near carried the team to victory versus McNabb, who gets criticized because, quote, unquote, did he throw up during the Super Bowl? Yeah. That looks weak. You know, and the fans don't like that. Ben Simmons, that's why some people aren't big Ben Simmons fans because he seems indifferent. He doesn't care like we care. Jimmy, Jimmy cares. And Jimmy can carry a team. So I think Jimmy by far over Tobias. Tobias is a role player. He's a great role player, great complimentary piece. He's not a number one guy on the team. He's a great three or four, just like Iguodala when he went to the Warriors. Iguodala was never a number one guy. They tried to make him a number one guy. That's why he wasn't as great here as he is now. He's a amazing role player. So if if you have to pick, you got to pick Jimmy. Hands down, no question. All right. So Jimmy stays. Tobias leaves. What pieces are you getting around these now big three at this point? And Joel and B, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler. What pieces are you getting around them or keeping around them to make sure that you make it to that point next year and win? You know, there's a lot of interesting players out there. I think some in free agency, some through the draft. Uh, I, I definitely want to see J.J. come back. You know, you definitely got to have some backup for Embiid on nights where he, you know, he, he has to work on his conditioning, plain and simple. I mean, everybody knows it. It is what it is. He has to be able to go out there and play an entire, as much as he can at a top level. There are times when you see him clearly get gassed. And, we, you know, Sixers have to have a viable backup for him. Um, I think, you know, we definitely had some players this year that did that job, that were able to fulfill that role. But at the end of the day, he is the process. He is the franchise. Let's be honest. He's one of the top centers, top players in the league. So he needs to be able to, you know, really carry the team and really be that, you know, that franchise face. Um, You know, Ben, Ben does what he does. I think he really needs to work on a jumper. To be in the I, – I just – I don't understand how you can't shoot in the NBA. How the how someone like him can't even shoot a – can't even shoot a free throw. It's just it's, – it blows your – it blows your mind. You can do – you're amazing. You can dunk, pass, you drop dimes like a – but you can't shoot a 15-footer for your life. You, you couldn't shoot a free throw to save your life. It just it, – it, it blows my mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, Wow. This guy could go out there, dunk, get 10 assists, drive to the basket. Nobody stops him, but God help him if he's wide open with the ball at the three-point line. Couldn't hit the ocean with a beach ball. It, it's just how is that possible? At least a half-respectable shot. I mean, my God, it's, 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 it's killing. And sometimes, sometimes Joel passes up shots. You know, um, Joel sometimes passes up shots as well. But it's, you know, I just – there's a lot of work that each one of them need to do. Um, you know, I'd honestly, I'd love to see Jimmy come back and Jimmy take control of the team and Jimmy be that leader and Embiid and Simmons kind of follow behind Jimmy. 
because I think I think in basketball, and you you obviously can attest to this way more than I can. But when you play with certain guys for a certain amount of time, you you learn what they do good, you learn what their skills are, what they aren't great with, and you know you work with that. So I think this year these guys coming together mid season like that, you couldn't have expected them to. You know, listen, that shot by Kawhi to win Game Seven, that was incredible, historic, will go down in history shot. They didn't get swept. They didn't get blown away. They were in that till the end. So it's not as if they're far off. It's not as if they're, you know, they that could have easily been them making it into the kind. Now, I don't know what would have happened if they matched up with the Bucks or the Warriors. Like, I, I don't know. But, you know, they gave Toronto a hell of a series. So they're right there, especially with some more time playing together, you know. And if Jimmy was to take over, the problem with that is, though, you know, some of these guys, you know, Ben's a little ball dominant. You know, some of these guys don't know how to play without the ball. Yeah. So, someone's going to, you know, they're going to have to figure it out. But I think they will. I think Coach will get them, uh, you know, all straightened out. Mm-hmm. Final question, Mr. Fan. Yes. Why are Philly fans so effing crazy in every sport? It's just our passion. We want to win. I mean, we have – listen – Let's be. Let, let's call it what it is. We hate. We have little brother complex with New York. We hate New York. We're sandwiched between Washington, Baltimore. We just want respect. We just want respect. Eagles finally won us a championship. We want to talk trash. We want to be able to have a have a championship, and just you know be one of the be some of the best teams that there are. Very passionate fan base. We want our players to go hard. We want our players to gut it out. We want them to care. Show that they care. Not that, you know, we know it's a job for you guys, but at the same time, it's, it's you know, the fans are the fans, you know. And we're the most one of the most passionate, if not the most passionate fan bases in all sports. My man, Mr. Fan. Thank you, man. Thank you. This has been Believe in the Big Five. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was the second to last question. I lied, I lied. Um, I have to ask you before we wrap up. I started this last show, and I, I got to keep it going for the sake of consistency. What do you want people to believe in moving forward? What do I want people to believe in? In life or sports or what? Sports. In sports? Or in life, either one. I want people to believe that in our lifetime, we're going to see the Sixers win another championship. And I want people to believe that because we have a young, talented base. We're going to build around it. And I think the Warriors dynasty is crumbling and the Sixers, it's right there for the taking. So I want everybody to believe that we are going to see the Sixers win a championship within the next, I'm going to say five years. My man, Mr. Fan. All right. Now that wraps it up. Thank you for being on the show, man. We, we definitely got to get you on again. Anytime. <laughs> it's been believing the Big Five with D-Ray and the disgruntled Philly fan. Don't worry, he will definitely be back. And uh, like he said, man, believe that the Sixers are going to get a chip in the next five years. All right, see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.